Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, The Hook Rocks? This is Tyler Baker from Goodbye June. You are listening to Jay Scott, the best podcast in the freaking universe. Remember all the times that we would say goodbye. We would always sit and wonder why the days would go so fast. I wish that they would last. I wish they never Welcome back to the Hook Rocks. I'm your host, Jay Scott. A few weeks left till the end of the year. Hope everyone's getting in their holiday shopping and getting ready to end the year 2021 and begin 2022. Once again, I'm your host, Jay Scott, and this is the Hook Rocks, part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, great network of music-related podcasts, something for everybody on the network. I always mention my friends, Carmen Apice and Vinny Apice on the Hanging and Banging podcast with local Chicago promoter Ron Anesti. Also check out Shout Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. We also did a collaborative podcast that aired last week called the Zeppelin, Zeppelin Chronicles, and we focused in on the first Led Zeppelin album, talked about that, the songs, the tour, the music, all that good stuff. Check out Martin Popoff, the rock historian, Mistress Carrie out in Boston as well as Baco on Cobras and Fire. Also, you can follow The Hook Rocks on Twitter, at The Hook Rocks. Also, follow us wherever you do get your podcast, whether it's Amazon, Spotify, or Apple. We are available on every platform. Don't forget to set your app to automatic download so the latest and greatest Hook Rocks podcast gets right to your phone. Great for your commute, great for you. When you're doing chores around the house, listening in on your earbuds or your hair, air, uh, or your headphones, I should say. Always love to hear your feedback. Please leave us a review if you are so inclined. Follow us on Facebook at The Hook Rocks and look out for some really cool things coming in the year 2022. We've just did some great episodes 
mainly with Emer Reynolds, the director of the Thin Lizzy Phil Lynott documentary, Songs for While I'm Away. We also did a bunch of great new music spotlights like the one we have today with bands like Crooked Shapes, Black Spiders, Seven Stones, and The Odd Even. So check all those out as well. And one of uh, a, a great episode that got a lot of great feedback on the streaming platforms offering the lowest rated royalties in the history of music. So check out that. How much more can you take, people? How much more can they take? Our next guest is another new band, new music spotlight that uh, we love to focus on. New emerging bands in the scene, both in the U.S. and abroad. This band is from Minnesota. This band is a really, really cool fucking band, I got to tell you. I'd like to welcome in Clay Dieters from the band The Issue. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Hey, man. Anytime. Um, glad you're here. Love the song Fallen, as I talked to you right before we got on. We're going to yeah, get into all that stuff, man. We're going to get into the band, the music, what's going on now, what's happening next. But we always start the same way every time we have a first-time guest, and that is what we're all about. And just like every rock song has a hook that sucks you in, (laughs) every rock fan has a moment, whether it's a song, an album, a band, or performance, that hooked them on rock and roll. What was it for you? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um Honestly, an early band that I started listening to a lot when I was younger, uh, thanks to my older brothers, was Leonard Skinner, <laughs> of all bands. I just, uh, the song Saturday Night Special, um, I think I listened to that song on repeat over and over and over again when I was younger. Um, so yeah, s- stuff like uh, Saturday Night Special and and you got that right, those tunes, I just I love the guitars in those. and then. Um, as I got older though, and started listening to some heavier rock, Alice in Chains, um, when I, <laughs> uh, when I was in high school, um, I stopped at, I stopped at a Walmart. I don't remember what I was picking up, but I swung through the CD aisle just for the hell of it. And I saw the greatest hits album and I threw it in. And I hadn't really listened to much Alice in Chains prior to that, other than hearing them on the radio occasionally. But I mean, Man in the Box right off the bat, and for me, it was uh, it was game over from there. What about you know what happened next for you? I mean, you are a musician; you're in a band. You know, hearing all these songs and connecting with it was huge. But when did it become something that you wanted to do? When did it become? something that led to you being in a band? Um, so I, I had two older brothers that played in kind of like a local cover band in, in our area. I grew up in a small town in central Minnesota, and there really wasn't a lot going on, you know, music-wise, other than, you know, there's a handful of cover bands that would play here and there. Um, so for me and, and getting into music and stuff, my two older brothers played a huge role in that. They both played guitar, um, both loved rock music, um, country music as well. So I kind of had a, a wide range of, 
of music coming at me when I was younger. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I was around, I would, I was around them all the time when I was in high school and I would go and help set up at their shows and, um, you know, run lights and stuff like that. So that's kind of what introduced me into, you know, being in a band. Um, so I kind of decided, you know, when I was in high school that like, this is really cool. I'd, I'd like to play music. And I had already been playing guitar as well at that point. Um, so I, I mean, I started a band in high school. We played a couple gigs with my older brothers. And then it was after high school um, when I really got serious about it and started the band, the issue or what it was back then. Um, and it was with, uh, just some high school buddies as well. Um, guys that, you know, I knew played music and, and were super into music and stuff. So we just started what the issue was back then. And, and, you know, in a small town and, and small town surrounding areas, you know, there's not really a lot of access to original music. Um, so we started out playing as a cover band and we would play all our own in local bars and stuff like that. And that's kind of where we cut our chops. And then, uh, you know, a year, I'd say a year into us um, playing shows like that is when we started writing music. And then we would, you know, play some songs live and, and kind of see what people were digging and stuff. And then, um, you know, from there on, we kind of decided that we wanted to chase more the original route and we started writing songs and kind of relocated to the Minneapolis area and and started working our way into that scene and, um, you know, just kept writing music and finally recorded some tunes and uh, a few band member changes evolved to where it is now. And 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 that's kind of the a little bit of the backstory of the issue, I guess. <laughs> Well, when you're putting all this together and you're you're on that mission to yeah to form a band, to make music, to create, when you're you know tying all this down, you know how are you developing your sound that you know that that has become the issue? So we kind of pull from a wide range of of influence. I would influences i would say um i'm kind of more of just a straight up rock guy um like i said a lot of a lot of 90s stuff was kind of my jam that's that's kind of where we all honestly come together is on you know you know bands like stone temple pilots alice in chains Soundgarden, um and then some early 2000s rock uh alter bridge and seether stuff like that we we, we pull a lot of influence from them the foo fighters and then, you know, like Colin, our drummer, he's a little bit more of a punk, punk rock guy. And you can, you can hear that in his drumming and kind of how he puts his phrases and stuff together. And then um, our bass player, Kyle, he, he's into more of like prog rock and, and metal stuff like that. Um, and then Colin Johnson, our guitar player, he comes from a little bit more of like a Jimi Hendrix. Um, classic rock place with like a you know modern like almost indie rock feel sound um so it, we get a lot of influences coming in and i guess that's kind of what's evolved the sound into where it is now 
what are some of the challenges with forming a band when you come from a small town? Well, it's, it's really, like I said before, it's really just access or, or lack thereof. Um, because, you know, a small town bar, I, I shouldn't say a small town bar, but a bar in general, um, you know, in order to host or do live music of any sort, they got to be able to make money. And um, when you're dealing with, you know, fewer people in the area and stuff, it, it, it's a little bit tougher to make a go of just like a full on original rock night where you have a lineup of bands and they're all playing original music. You know, generally people are in in that in, a, in the smaller town areas, they're just looking more for, a, you know, a, a form of entertainment where it's, you know, hear the hear the songs that you might hear on the radio and, and stuff like that. So, you know, to really get started as a cover or a original band in a, in a smaller town, it's it's a little bit of a tough sell. So for us, you know, we cut our chops, you know, playing and learning how to perform live, you know, in a cover band setting. And then when we decided that we really wanted to chase down, um, you know, the original thing, that's when we, you know, made the move to the Minneapolis area and started making the connections we needed to make down, down there in order to, you know, get into venues and get into studios and meet producers and, and all that different stuff. And, um, you know, we, we met a guy early on in, uh, in the band going to Minneapolis, Brad Matala owns a studio in Arden Hills. And he, uh, you know, he kind of took us under his wing and, you know, showed me the ropes on the ins and out of the recording process in the studio. And, and has really been a big supporter of the band, um, helping us shoot uh, music videos. He was he was part of the music video for Fallen, um, and you know that relationship that we built with him earlier on was really a key to us um, getting anywhere and getting shows in the cities, and you know getting songs recorded and really kind of learning what it is to be more of a professional band. As far as writing goes, you mentioned Leonard Skinner growing up, but as you develop your style or as you began to write your own original music and lyrics, what were some of the songs that you heard that said to you, connected with you, that you wanted to write your own music, you wanted to write your own lyrics? Was there a moment that that occurred for you? Yeah, I would say... I would say fairly early on, it was, it was bands like, um, it was bands like Alter Bridge, um, Cedar, Alice in Chains, um, um, and, and the Foo Fighters. Those are kind of like the big four for me. And as far as like, you know, putting together chord progressions and riffs and stuff like that, you know, they're they're catchy hard rock riffs they're not anything too crazy but you know there there's certain technicalities to it in certain spots and then as far as like melodies go just you know kind of more floating melodic melodies and then you with a you know and the chorus hits you you know gen 
try trying to get the big hook you know <laughs> yeah so it's either something that's more in your face or you know a little more melodic and uh, i always for whatever reason i always got into you know you not 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 like crazy like metal screaming but like um more i guess i'm not sure the word that i'm looking for but you know more of a placement scream where like it is an impact point where it's not the focal point of the song but it's more of an impact point and, and dave Grohl is always a guy that that would do that in his songwriting and and sean morgan from seether as well he he floats stuff like that in um so that's kind of for me personally that's where i drew a lot of my influence as far as like my melodies and 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 lyrical content as well you know somewhat dark lyrics um not all the time but dark lyrics where it's not the you kind of have to maybe think about it just a little bit to get you know where the lyrics are going but they're not you know hard to follow along with either if that makes any sense absolutely um do you write from personal experience do you write from observation are you trying to tell a story or you know do you have a vision of what you're trying to tell through the lyrics how do you where do you find your motivation i would say it's kind of a combination of all those things um you know as far as life experience goes um you know i'm a fairly young guy i i haven't had anything all that crazy you know happen in my life. So I, I'm not, I can't draw from like any like really dark, dark personal experience place where you've gone through something that's super heavy. So I, it's more of observe, I guess, observation and, you know, thinking about just life and, and, and certain things that have taken place, you know, within the past, however many years and, and just, you know, how, um, how other people maybe observe things and, and like taking that into consideration and like maybe seeing somebody else go, go through something and, and you, and you kind of like try to put yourself in that position and imagine, you know, feeling a certain way, you know, having gone through whatever it is that they've gone through. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, obviously relationship stuff, um, I'm recently married, but obviously I've gone through relationships in the past and, 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 you know, certain ups and downs and stuff like that. So I trying to draw from all, all of that stuff and just kind of, and just kind of life in general, I suppose, more so than anything else, just, you know, the, the things that go on in kind of everyday life and, and how it affects you, you know, mentally and your personal relationships with others i guess heartache always writes a great song right <laughs> for whatever reason it seems to <laughs> yeah absolutely so you 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 form the band you know you you're you're on this this mission here to to get the issue going and you know you find yourself with the people you want to play with and the people you want to surround yourself with how do you guys collaborate as a band so we're always, you know, first and foremost, we're a live band. Uh, we love playing live. So, you know, just getting in a room together. Um, that's, you know, that's our, that's our mojo is when all four of us are in a room jamming, 
that's where, you know, that's where the magic happens. So as far as like collaborating and, and writing and, and creating music, um, you know, we'll, we'll each kind of have different ideas that will maybe come to the band with, um, but for the most part, our songwriting is fairly organic and it's like, Hey, I got a riff. Let's, let's see what happens with it. And we'll get in a room and we'll start playing and, you know, we just feed off each other and, and, you know, spend a little time on the song and we get a song put together. Um, it's fairly rare that, uh, one of us will bring a whole complete song to the band. Um, you know, there, there's been times where there has been some of that, but even when that does happen and we're all in the room with it, we chop it up and, you know, try to make it the best, the best that we feel that we can make it with uh, everybody's input and, you know, everybody's different flavor on the, on the song. So it, it really comes down to just getting in a room and playing, you know, that's what we do best. So we, we, uh, you know, we try not to, uh, get too far away from that i guess when you are you know developing your sound and you're collaborating with musicians you know other members of the band that have different influences you know is it easy to take you know that step back and say all right hey let's 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 kind of see where this goes or you know are you the person that leads the direction that the band needs to go in um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, when, when you, when you write the lyrics, you kind of have an idea of where you want things to head and, you know, the type of music that you're looking for in order to make sure that the lyrics and the, uh, you know, how, how the lyrics are coming together, make sure the music can best portray what you're trying to say. So, I mean, I guess, you know, I would, I would say there's maybe certain tendencies that I have that the band usually ends up, you know, maybe leaning more towards in the writing process. Um, but you know, still, it, I still think that, you know, bands create the best music. Obviously there's a lot of great solo acts out there and, you know, a lot of great writers. Um, but it, you know, I kind of come from a little bit of an old school mentality where, you know, a band is what makes, you know, I just always wanted to be in a band and I wanted to, you know, be involved with writing music with other people and, and seeing where that takes us. So, you know, it, it's not really ever a deal where it's like, hey, you know, this is how I want it to go and this is how we're going to do it. There's maybe times where I'll lean heavily more towards something because I feel it's going to fit better um, with the vocal melody and what I'm trying to do that way. But Again, I think it still just comes down to letting everybody, you know, put their put their best foot forward in their songwriting process and deliver the best quality part that they can and 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 then we just mold everything together and I guess out comes the issue. As far as the music goes, like I said you just released the new single Fallen which anyone listening Go check it out. It's a fantastic song. Thank you. Um, but what's next for you guys? Uh, I know you guys got some dates here at the be- at the end and the beginning of 2022, mostly in Wisconsin or Minnesota. Um, yep. is, is there a plan to start 
venturing off into other states and other areas of the country? I mean, that's the, that's the goal for us. We've, we've kind of been in the Midwest area for the most part um, as a band, you know, really North Dakota, Minnesota, you know, South Dakota, Iowa, the, just the Midwest area. So we're, we're really hoping to branch out further um, than that. That's kind of the goal. Um, so yeah, with that, it's just, you know, trying to release as much good quality music as we can and, and we've been we've been putting out some music videos to go um, with our songs. We're we're trying to do a good job with that stuff and really, you know, put ourselves out there on YouTube to you know hopefully broaden our our fan base so we can you know continue traveling further out of the state. And you know the goal would be to get you know across the country ideally. <laughs> so you know you know in order to do that you got to continue writing good good songs and and performing good music so i guess as far as you know our plans going forward we got a we got a few more tunes to finish up to round out an ep and we'll be hopefully putting that out um in the near future and then we're always writing new songs so we we're preparing for our first um full length album i can i mean i don't have any details as far as that goes we're still in the songwriting process but um you know we the albums really aren't as much of a thing anymore but um on a personal level we'd still like to put out a full-length album we've been we've been doing the singles the past few releases and that's you know that's nice for you know kind of building a building a little bit bigger of a fan base and not releasing all your stuff at once, but a guy still likes to put out an album. So that's the goal here within the next um, year to year and a half. So we'll see how it goes, but yeah, that's the plan. I'm still an album guy. I still love my (laughs) CDs and my vinyl. I mean, the single to me, um, I think that's one of the reasons why rock and roll struggles in certain areas is because rock and roll to me or in my opinion relies so much on the, the physical experience or the experience in general. Absolutely. Music, you know, the, the cover art, the actual packaging, all that stuff. And I, I think it misses something when a fan can't experience that when it's just point click and download. I think, you know, music in general is suffering because of that, but I think, out of all the genres, rock music is the one that's most effective because, I mean, you mentioned Alice in Chains and buying these albums when you were younger. I mean, I remember going back to buying like the Maidens and the, and the, you know, the Ozzy Osbourne albums, you know, Motley Crue with these covers that were like, you just bought an album based on the cover almost. Um, and then you just let that babysit you for however long, you know, you enjoyed it. And I, I do think a full length album, or some sort of physical release, whether even if it's an EP, you know, where people can touch it and hold it. I think the strength of the relationship in music um, is helped by that experience, in my opinion. I agree 100%. And, you know, I'm kind of bummed out. I, I was, I just missed, um, you know, the, the whole album thing. Uh, I um, grew up in, I was born in 96, I guess. So I, you know, I grew up in the early 2000s and CDs were, were kind of just on the back end of things. And it was starting to, you know, switch over to 
streaming iTunes, you know, iTunes was a thing and stuff. And, and then, um, you know, Spotify and now Apple music and all that stuff is going on. So, you know, I, I, I'm bummed out personally that I get, that I missed out on that whole experience. Obviously I bought albums when I was younger, but you know, I didn't get the whole vinyl thing. And I, you know, hear my parents and, you know, others talk about just how, how, how much of an experience it really was, um, to, you know, read through the albums, you flip through the artwork and, and you have this thing that you, you put on the record player and, and you sit there and you listen to it. That's what you do. You know, you're, you're not, it's not background music. I mean, it could be, but it's, it's more than that. It's, you know, nowadays music has, has almost turned into just, uh, just background noise for everyday activities because it's so accessible. Um, you know, and that's great. That is, is accessible as it is. It makes it possible for, for, you know, up and coming bands to maybe get, get foot and take off and kind of do things without needing a big label and stuff behind them. Um, but at the same time, I think the amount of accessibility that there is has had somewhat of a negative effect as well, because it takes away from the actual experience that's going on and turns it into more of just a background noise for you to, you know, do your everyday activities. Yeah, I think, well, let me ask you this as a, as a new band, obviously the goal is to stay in front of people and create new fans. And a lot of people believe that by releasing a single every certain amount of weeks allows a band to do that and allows a band to grow an audience. I don't necessarily disagree with that because you, you, even if you don't, even if you think things are better the way they were, you still have to adapt the way that things are. And how, as a new band, how do you meet that challenge? How do you, stay in front of a, of a, of a building audience. Cause you guys are a newer, newer band, emerging band and trying to get in front of people. I mean, I just talked to a singer of a band today, you know, who is about to release an album after the first of the year. And they already almost have another album after that almost completed, you know, because there's that, that constant, there's that constant need to stay in front. And the only way you do that is to have more material. So as a new band, how do you meet that challenge? Yeah, I think, I mean, like you said, you kind of have to play ball with how the times have changed. So I, I think, I think as a new band, you really do have to take advantage of what singles have to offer in the online streaming world. Um, you know, that, uh, unfortunately i guess you could say that it has gone that way but as far as like spotify and and apple music goes they really they really push singles because they like more content so if you're just putting out singles odds are that you're putting more frequent releases on their on their service um so i guess as far as that goes i i, I think i think you can really kill two birds with one stone and, and enjoy what those singles might have to offer for you in your promotional, um, end of things for your album. 
but then still release an album at the end of it. You know, if you have a full, if you have a full album's worth of material, you know, drag it out for a few months and release four, five, six singles, you know, like they kind of used to um, just drag it out a little bit longer. I mean, heck release all of them as singles if you want and then and then put the album out um i i think that's kind of just i think that's just kind of almost what you have to do nowadays if you're a new band um you got to just take advantage of the opportunity to put yourself you know in front of people over and over and over again and then and then having you know content outside of of uh the the release itself whether it be a, a a video or you know some you know something of some sort to go along with it um it it seems to help just grow grow your fan base a little bit in a little bit broader um fashion i suppose you could say and and i guess that's really i mean that's really it and, and try and play shows when and if you can um, I, I think there's still something to say about live music. I think people still want to see bands and go to bands. Um, I think that's going to be more inevitable too, coming out of, um, the pandemic and everything that everybody's gone through the past couple of years. Um, you know, now's, now's the time to make sure that you're a, a good live band because I think people are going to be itching to, itching to see see as much music and 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 live stuff as possible as far as your music you know like i said you just released the the, the singles fallen and you've got another single out there called you as well and there's some other content on youtube that you have out there of some live performances um as far as the music goes you know what was it like for you guys making music in 2021 were these songs that you had been working on for a while explain the process explain that you know where these songs or how these songs were created yeah so these were all songs other than you that was a new one um but the what you need that we had released right after the first of the year early on in 21 and then and then falling and even in 2020, we released a single called Open Your Eyes. All those tunes are ones that we've, we've had. Um, and we were actually finishing up the song Open Your Eyes kind of right as things were um, coming to a head as far as the pandemic goes and, and lockdowns and what, ha- what have you. Um, so it was, that song kind of hit at an interesting time based on um, the content of the song, but, but then it was like, okay, well now what do we do? You know, we're not, you know, we're not really supposed to be doing anything. So it was kind of, you know, just waiting things out. And then, and then, and then, you know, when people were comfortable to start getting together again and and get in a room, it was just like, all right, now we kind of have to game plan based off the cards we were dealt. And that's kind of when we, when we started going back through material and we, we recorded what you need, put that one out. And then, and then you was something that spawned from just jamming on some of this material. Our uh, Colin Johnson, our guitar player, he's, he just had joined the band 
or we ju- he just joined the band a few months ago as a full-time member. And um, when we were, when we were working out some of this new material with him, that riff just kind of, you know, came out of jamming and, and we wrote that one and we're like, Hey, this is a, this is a catchy enough tune. Let's just put it out right away, you know? And so we put it out and then fallen our latest release. This is, this song is one that's kind of been sitting around with the issue for, for a while. It was a, a riff that I've had for a long time and uh, we kind of didn't really know what to do with it. And um, we had wrote a kind of a version of what the song is now. And then when Colin joined the band, um, we kind of drug it back out and dusted it off and, and he put his spin on things and it kind of brought the song back to life. And then we, we worked with a new producer for the song for the, our last three releases in 2021 and when he got a hold of Fallen, he 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 dug the tune and he kind of he's like I he's like I got some changes I like to make if you guys don't mind me kind of stepping in here and and you know let me know what you think and he kind of chopped it up a little bit and we reworked the song and uh, it turned out you know way better than it has been in the past so you know we liked it and we're like yeah heck yeah let's put this one out too so we finished it up and just released it and uh you know decided to shoot a music video and and do all that stuff for it too so really it was just kind of like well we can record music and put it out so <laughs> we might as well just do that and then you know obviously later on as things started to open up we started playing some shows and getting in front of people again but it's been an interesting uh couple of years to say the least as far as ending this year and, and with the music you have, you know, when can, when can we expect more from you guys into the new year? Uh, ideally, uh, we're hoping to have an EP released by the end of the um, winter going into the spring. Uh, as I mentioned before, we have three more songs to, to finish up in the studio to round that out. And that's going to be put together with our last three singles that we released. Um, and then, you know, we're, 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 uh, we're doing a bunch of stuff in the studio, uh, writing new material, like I said, for the full length album, but then we're also just kind of doing some video stuff. We're going to be, we're going to be really trying to pump up our YouTube channel, uh, over the course of the winter. So if you, um, you can check that out. If you go to, I think it's youtube.com slash the issue MN is our YouTube channel. And, yeah, the, you know, we're just going to be trying to do some in-studio stuff, some live, you know, some live things, you know, we're each going to, you know, maybe do some walkthroughs on on guitar parts and drum parts stuff, you know, kind of fun, interesting stuff like that. If you're, if you dig music um, and you like kind of getting into whatever the backstory or of a song or whatever, we're going to try and do some stuff like that and, and then, yeah, just, you know, keep recording and, and try and get this full length album done and start releasing new material off that as quick as possible. Yeah, no, that sounds exciting. Um, as far as like we mentioned, you know, with, with the music, you know, that you're developing, how, how is it that 
let me try to ref- let me try to phrase this the correct way. As far as a song that you've been working on on a long time, and it finally comes out, and it finally finally comes to you know fruition in terms of the vision that you have for the song, and you know having new members come in and work on it. When that does happen, how do you identify the song as? you know, as being part of the issue. I mean, this is a song that maybe you started that other members were not part of the band as well. But as far as that creative process goes, um, is it satisfying for you when a song that you've been working on for a while is finally complete, but it maybe it took maybe like new members to help push that, that song out? I would say, well, definitely or absolutely it's you know it's uh it's a great feeling it's a it's always a great feeling when you when you're like okay this is this is it this is a good song you you hear it back in the in the studio monitors and you're like all right yep this is this is it um you know and and fallen is a is a prime example of a song like that where you know, it, it had, it had been in our back catalog for, for some time. And, you know, we'd kind of always bust it out and, and jam on it and, and work on it. And for me, lyrically, it was always kind of a little bit, it, it threw me for a loop writing it because a lot of our other material is a little more, um, a little more upfront, a little more hard rocking and, and I found it easier for whatever reason to, to, to write lyrics, you know, more on the spot, you could say in, in those settings, it kind of hits you a little bit differently. It's a more like in the moment type rocking in the, in the room with the guys type thing where this one, you know, it, it, it's a little bit of a lot. I mean, it's a lighter song. It has some hard rock tendencies, but it's a little bit more melodic and comes from a little bit different place. So I kind of had to reprogram my brain to to write lyrics for a song, you know, of this kind of pace. So I struggled for a while coming up with how I wanted to approach it lyrically and uh, melodically. And, and uh, you know, it, it wasn't till after Colin was in the band and we pulled it back out again with him and kind of restarted putting the song together and and then the studio time was coming because we had decided that we wanted to record it and I was still struggling to finalize lyrics so I kind of got put on the hot seat a little bit um but then yeah it it kind of finally came together I I I listened to the song over and over again I think for two days straight just really trying to figure out the best way to approach this song and and uh it finally i guess finally came to me and i figured out the the melody that i liked and i wanted to chase down um and then the lyrics came as soon as i as soon as i figured out how i wanted to approach the melody the lyrics came pretty quick um so it was you know once we got together with ian our producer and and started chopping it up and really got it to where where we're like, yeah, this is a kick-ass song. I mean, it was it was a really good feeling to have have this one out and have it have it where it ended up being. And 
And uh, especially since it, you know, was, it was probably a two, three year process for this song. You know, most songs that we've written are, you know, we start working on them and within a couple of weeks we're we're pretty, pretty content with where the song's at. But for whatever reason, this one just kind of took a little bit more time and, I don't know if it took some maturing or what it took, but, uh, but yeah, we're, we're happy to have it out and happy so far with the response from it as well. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I, I look forward to more music from you guys and can't wait to see what you guys have in store for 2022. Thank you, man. I appreciate it a lot. All right, Clay. Well, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Um, can't wait to have you on again. Yeah, man, stay in touch. Uh, like I said, we'll be we'll be doing a bunch of stuff. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, I can come back on and and update you on things. <laughs> yeah, and, and get down here to Chicago too. Definitely, we had we were we were supposed to play Chicago before before the pandemic uh, hit. We had it. We had a date, and uh, yeah, that obviously. Um, got pulled because of the pandemic but we're hopefully you know kind of as we're regrouping um touring wise coming out of this thing where chicago is definitely going to be one of the spots so hopefully we can see out there do you remember where the gig was at i don't off the top of my head i was just trying to think think of that as uh as i was saying that i i the the name of the venue is spacing me right now for some reason Well, cool, man. Well, hey, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jay. All right, everybody. That's Clay Dieters from the band The Issue. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We will talk again soon. Take care of each other as well. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 